0: That's BlueNile.com. An ERIO's
1: production. The Big Ones! Hi, everyone, and welcome to the, the Daily, Daily Big, big One. I'm Maria. And
0: I'm Amanda. This is. And this is the Daily Big One. The Daily Big, big, one. big one. We're going to do a special treat right now and read a Patreon Big One and answer it live on the air. Hi, Maria and Amanda. I absolutely love the big ones and obviously should let you know that you have a listener in the sunny seaside town of Ramsgate in Kent County, UK. Been listening oh. since the start, and my husband is a massive fan of Matt Gorley and all of his work. Been pod listeners for years now. Nearly threw up when Amanda was sat behind me at the London Podcast Festival a few years ago. You are too gorgeous, girl. Oh, and those white boots, I still think about them. Well, I know what white boots she's nice. talking about. I too those things are so cheap though they're falling apart i gotta find like the nice version of those Mm. anyway i wanted to write you write to you about my question a few times but normally listen with my husband so was worried he would listen and hear it he has dropped off a bit now from the big ones and seems to be busy listening to other things crazy i know but there is no accounting for taste my big one is really about the whole do i or don't i kids question Background: I became a stepmom at 19 to a lovely four-year-old girl. I was a stepmom for six years, and her father was particularly abusive and horrible, so we split when the little one was 11. I am still in touch with her, but no communication with dad as he is a complete arsewipe. My new husband also had a daughter when we fell in love. She was two, but I have known her since birth and she is now 12 and decided to move out of her mom's and into our house three years ago, so I became a full-time parent when we got married in 2016. I always said I wouldn't have my own kids, just felt it wasn't in my story, and following the abusive relationship, I was made aware by the hospital that I can't have my own kids. Her words, it's just a mess in there. Cute, huh? Jeez, this was following an awful abortion that went wrong and left me in a state made worse by my abusive partner who did not give me time to recover. I'm sure you can imagine and don't need all the gory details a oh, horrible now I am thirty five and my sister is thirty eight We are both constantly asking asked when we will are having kids I've been parenting for sixteen year, years and feel very drained by it all, but still I'm starting to be unsure of what I really want. Isn't the world already overpopulated? Maybe I'm not even cut out for it. Been tocophobic since age of fourteen, which is the fear of pregnancy and giving birth. So just oh, never wow. saw it as an option for me. I feel really sick if I get left alone with a baby in any situation and can't imagine touching one at all. Am I just thinking about the kids option because people keep mentioning it? Should I scare my husband and discuss it with him? Even though ten years ago we spoke and decided we didn't need kids, as we have one to look after already. I'm a little lost considering adoption, but not sure my husband will be into it at all or how to even broach the subject with him. Maybe I'm just being selfish wanting someone to visit me in the care home when I'm wrinkly and knowing I don't have any of my own kids to care about me. I had no clue I would ever feel this way and worried my husband will say, you've changed and I possibly have. Anyway, I would love to know your thoughts on this. My husband and I both work full-time and have second jobs where we are musicians in a band, musicals, and teach music lessons from home. So pretty busy with a preteen in the house already giving us a lot to get done. I don't know if we could handle another child really, but still have this nagging feeling. Am I a crazy bunny boiler? (laughs) Anyhow, a bunny boiler. What's that? Well, shooting rabbits apparently is like a euphemism for having babies. So, and that's like a British thing. I don't know. Any help or advice would be wonderful. Sending love and hugs to you both, your best and oldest UK fan girl. Well, thank you for being a fan that's and for writing yes. in. Oh, geez. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've been through a lot and it's no wonder like you've just had a lot of um, things going on sort of around the subject that I think you just really need to sit with yourself and clarify what it is you really want. Yeah.
1: You need to, Amanda, you know what she needs to do? She <gasps> needs to sit. Yes. She Ask. To, inquire. She needs to sit. She investigate. To stop, investigate. And talk. That's exactly what
0: she needs to do.
1: I think, you know, I, let me try to formulate my thoughts because sometimes my thoughts all fly around and I have to grab them as they come down and sometimes Uh they, they come down all jumbled. Yeah. Um, but let me reach for them. Let me reach for the stars. Um, I think that you had to grow up at a very young age at 19 and you've gone through a lot that most people will never go through. And now what's happening is you're confused because You were set in a life, right, from 19 to now. You were set in, you know, uh, basically the 12-year-olds growing up soon. You're getting a little older and all of these questions are now starting to come into into your mind and you're afraid of them because you're going, wait, this isn't who I am. I never thought like this before. I never thought this would be, you know, my 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 life was going one way. Why do I feel like I need to veer off? And I think that you need to just accept all these feelings And you need to not, you know, do talk to your husband about it. But not in a way of like, I want to have kids or not have kids. But just like to be open and honest about the feelings you're having. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. Because we, it can be scary to just to find yourself at a crossroads and think like the whole time you were going to go to the left, but then all of a sudden there's just inklings that maybe it's to the right where there's, you know, that's where the the hot fudge sundae is. Someone's dangling a hot fudge sundae in front of me. And, I mean, you know me. If someone did that, I'd go to the right. Oh, absolutely.
0: Well, I think also at the age of 35, there's a lot of societal pressure and assumptions about that yeah. you are thinking about having kids, that that's something everyone wants when in fact it's something that a lot of people don't want um, and more and more. So I feel like even if at the end of this sort of soul-searching journey you're about to go on, there's a very likely chance you're gonna wind up back um, where you were before, just being very confident that having kids is not for you. There's also a chance where you decide to not have kids and you're still a little bit unsure about it and maybe that's just something that you're there's always going to be a path we didn't take in our life and we always might be kind of nostalgic for it but I think that you are like such a um like survivor that whatever path you take you're going to have like a nice life from here on out so even with kids or without kids um and the idea of having kids, you know, at 35 and also with whatever, I don't know why that horrible doctor said that to you. Maybe you want to get a second opinion about that, just because maybe that would get, give you some clarity about yeah. if you guys did have a baby, what would that path look like, Um because there are a lot of different paths, I would highly recommend for you, like if you're taking some time to really sit with yourself and think about what you want, to check out Molly's podcast, Spermcast. Because mm. um, she, you know, she's on a crazy fertility journey where she's trying to have a baby as a single woman at the age of 40. and But she has lots of guests on, some of whom do not want kids. Like the episode with Georgia Hardstark from My Favorite Murder. Um, she talks about how she doesn't want kids and it's really interesting to hear people's different perspectives and it will make you feel i think more confident either way
1: and like just sitting down with your husband and going like okay let's we don't have to make any any decisions but let's just say like let's look down the line five years let's look down the line ten years where do each of us want to be like where do we see each other like what's a what's a thing that makes us happy to look forward to and then kind of go from there you know because you have to you have to know like what you're going toward you also don't want to be spinning around in limbo about like not knowing what to do forever. You got to make choices to get to get to the end line.
0: And I also think this idea that wanting someone to take care of you when you're older, first of all, you do have two kids. So you're like a very involved stepmom. Those are your children. And hopefully they will be there for you as you get older. There's also no guarantees that you're going to have a kid that's going to be able to do that. You know, so I just might, think, yeah, your kid might be a jerk, totally, or they might move away to like some other country. They might they come might, to California to be a movie star,
1: yes, or become a reality tell re, a reporter, a reality, a what, an entertainment reporter, exactly. Mario Lopez,
0: yes, who I'm actually sure he's very close to his family. I'm sure.
1: Well, after you sent me that that video where they're dancing, I can't
0: imagine they don't talk. But anyway, I feel like don't let things like that, that's not real. You know, I mean, I mean, it is and it isn't. It's just you just don't know where your life's going to go. So you just have to do what's best for you and and your husband. But there are a lot of people like choosing unconventional paths to parenthood. I mean, even later in their lives. So there's also not an insane amount of pressure. You might be feeling like, oh, my God, I'm thirty five. I have to decide this now. But uh, that's not necessarily true, you know, unless you're... Yeah. There's also a world where maybe, I don't know, you freeze your eggs or something, so you have options down the line. Yeah. But there is... This yeah. is it's something, actually, I think, an important conversation to have, and I think everyone should go listen to Spermcast. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, um, well I, I think we should do one quick Ask Amy. Please. Um. Let's see. Okay. So, this is comes in. Ooh.
1: What? What happened? I'm just
0: looking at some of these. Um.
1: So, ask Amy is in is uh in the the LA Times. She's the go-to advisor for all things social for all social um questions for all for how to interact with one another.
0: Okay, so here's here's one. Dear Amy, two friends from college and I have decided to take a girls trip with just the three of us away from our kids. We haven't seen each other in years and are going to spend a weekend in another city relaxing and catching up. My friend's husband offered to reserve the hotel room for us on the points he has accumulated traveling for work. What a generous offer. Now that the room is booked, this same friend has told us to buy her meals and a spa treatment in return for the points that are being used for this room. No, um, Her husband offered, but now there is a bill coming. I would rather have just paid for my share of the room. Do I have to buy my friend these meals and spa treatments? Want love? Wondering what I owe. Wow. So let's decide That's, what we think and then see what Amy thinks.
1: I think that if it wasn't said up front, then sorry, you like the 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 husband that offered. That was an offer. That was a uh, if. Would be one thing if she would have said, hey, my husband has all these points. Why don't we use those for the room and you can get one of my meals? But also one way to do that really doesn't even make sense. What would be the point of that? Well, because it would just be a meal. It would be like a way for people to say thank you. So the monetary
0: value isn't equal.
1: It's not equal. Right. But asking for a spa treatment and meals, this is ridiculous. And this is something that I would go, then we're not using your points. And I get that it's booked, but I'm not. They could have
0: stayed at another hotel even that may have been less expensive. That is so rude. I wonder if this was the plan all along or this is just the woman trying to capitalize on her husband's good deed. Your friend is a grifter. Your friend is trying to get money from you. Because also the points that's a generous act and then this person just goes and ruins it by going tit for tat that's just that's 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 crazy
1: i mean that's that's her honestly like it's what what's that thing people used to do like where you'd you'd what is that thing it's like you would you'd like buy something in the store Mm -hmm. you return or you return something that you'd never bought and then you'd you'd steal, get money you No,
0: you'd steal something, and then you go back and return it, and get a yes. cash refund.
1: That's what she did to you. That's what she's doing to you. She's getting. She's getting
0: the money. The, this is so odd. Okay, do, should we see um, what the what Amy says? Yeah. Dear Wondering, if this demand was delivered to you in the way you describe, your friend is kicking off your girl's weekend like a sorority girl engaged in her own little hazing campaign. I agree with you that her demand is hard to take. Yes, you and your other friend should treat her to a meal and or spa treatment in gratitude for the generosity, Mm -hmm. but ideally this payback would have been your gracious gesture, not responding to her demand. If her husband received these points while on business travel, he didn't pay for the hotel room in the first place, his company did. Your friend would actually be profiting off her husband's company, which is unethical. In essence, she would be selling or bartering his points, which according to my research is also against against IRS
1: rules.
0: (laughs) You could take a look at the total retail cost of the room for the weekend. Offer your friend either cash for one third of the cost or pick up the cost for one or more meals and or spa, whichever amount is less. And yes, I think you should also tell her that you had if you had known what a hard bargain she would drive, you would rather have just split the cost of your room and gotten the rewards points yourself. Yes
1: agreed yeah we were, we were kind of spot on in that i think so too we have good instincts but you do have to threaten her with jail time you have to hang that over her you have to go your husband is is you say i have it in writing get it in writing so that you can dangle Oh, that. wear
0: a wire and the first night mm-hmm. at dinner just buy her a couple of cocktails and get her to admit it
1: yes oh that's so good that's yeah. crazy though that's people are people are so unaware
0: of how to interact i know honestly that that's really i can't imagine that's again like someone asking you for a check for gas money or yeah. I, I just i really hate it why did she
1: need a check your this is a call back to your friend who needed who asked you for like under a dollar for gas money but why couldn't it just be uh, like cash oh because i think
0: for whatever reason i didn't have any cash but you had your check i might have yeah because back then people used checks yeah oh or i think maybe she asked me for cash and i was a dick and so i wrote her a check the next day i think
1: maybe that's that's what happened just so she could see in writing how crazy her demand was yeah that's all that's another good way to do it always put them face to face with it like if you paid this girl back for the for the girl's trip
0: do a check and then in the what's it for you say for tit for tat that's really good i really want to update from the listener who wrote in and we discussed it a couple episodes ago about um What was it that her she was afraid she never paid her friend back for something? Oh, for the gas money. Oh, the designated driver's parking ticket.
1: That was a Patreon.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I really want an update on that. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, this is that one really got my blood boiling. I know that well that was a good ask. Amy, I'm telling you, you should all Google those or don't. We'll just keep doing them on this. Yeah. Okay everyone, well thank you so much and hang in there and thanks for listening to the Daily, daily Big, big One.
1: The Big One.
0: Erios. Hmm. Powered by Acast.